You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. So you know, um, someone's coming around to your style of thinking you know, in regards to Colossal. Ooh, you're, I mean, you're not talking about yourself, clearly. No, Sarah. Asking Sarah. for a friend. Sarah is starting to kind of think back yeah, a, a little less fondly on Colossal. Been ruminating on it. I, yeah. I, read, uh, I read an article the other day saying that, uh, ooh, sh- should I spoil? Because this is kind of a major spoiler at the I end. I mean, the movie's been out for two weeks now, Yeah, right? but it's also like a limited edition. Limited edition. Limited, limited release. release. Um, you know what? I won't spoil it. Um, <laughs> don't, don't spoil it. Okay. Uh, but the ending was going to be different, and uh, Winona Ryder, not Winona Ryder. What is her name? She's Winona, this generation. Winona Judd. Winona Ryder. No, the, the lead. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. I had a little chat with the director and uh, kind of changed the, the course of the ending. A little bit. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you won't be hearing anything about that here. I mean... Because we are spoiler-free. So, so it was a fun date night. I'd never been to the Cedars. Oh, had you not? That was your first time. That was my first time. They've got the little karaoke uh, bars up there, or the little rooms that you can rent off that hold like 12 people. We have to yeah. do that sometime. We just need it's to... It's been a while. We need to meet like another it's 10 people. It's been a while. <laughs> That's now, uh, That's now, what Craigslist is for. I had a great time, though. Yeah, like, man. Like, I, I like the movie quite a bit. Uh, I, I like what it was trying to do. And in fact, I was talking about Scott Pilgrim earlier. I even... I said this This felt like it was a, a more dramatic Scott Pilgrim-ish. It, it, it seemed like it was on its way to it. Uh... The movie wasn't perfect. I have problems with it, mm-hmm. but I, for the most part, I like it. I give it. I give it so much credit for being a very original concept. It is definitely unique. I yeah. will give you that. There's yes. nothing else like it. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't want to ruin it. So nope. I encourage you, listeners, to go check it out if it's showing anywhere near you. Yeah, uh, colossal. I'm going to counter Joe and say, uh, wait for <laughs> wait for DVD or VOD. Yeah. They, do the people say wait for DVD anymore? I don't think so. It's I think all... they say wait for home video release. Home video release. That's home all video. encompassing, right? Or digital HD. I like that. Disc, physical medium. <laughs> You know, whatever. Wait Dude, I, for the home video release. I uh, I, I I got a tape player uh, for my boss. He was going to donate it to his church. And I yeah. was like... Oh. And you were like, fuck your church. I was like, you got a tape player? And he was like, I got a tape player. And like, you're like... I need a tape need, player. You need a tape player? <laughs> I totally wow. need a tape player. Great story, man. <laughs> um, and it, it's taken me back. I had to buy some blank tapes because I don't have any anymore. Take me back. Mm-hmm. Go back. Is that what that is right yeah, there? Yeah, that seven pack of Max L's. Oh, you know why? Because I've been watching a show called uh, 13 Reasons Why. Are you familiar with this? Is that Netflix show? Didn't that just it's, get some press about like being a little controversial or something? Yeah, well, the whole premise of it is uh, uh, it, it's actually really clever. I like the way they're 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 uh, they're telling it. It's a unique uh, style of storytelling. Unique but, um, that word again. You know from the first moments of the show that the the, the, the narrator she's committed suicide, but she's telling her story through a series of uh, of uh, uh, mix tapes. Oh, that uh, oh. that she's left behind, like Star Lord. Oh yeah! Oh oh, <laughs> Joe, are you going for a segue? No, I actually wasn't. Let's but, hear about it though. Actually, uh, no. Uh, so Sarah and I got to see the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Woohoo! Can I touch you? Uh, it's like a week before the movie comes out. All right. At all this right. point. Uh, oh, I'm so cool! I hate you, my job for you guys. Free screenings. <laughs> Once this comes out, you'll be a night away from it coming out, so it's not really going to yeah. be a big deal. Uh, liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Liked oh, it good. A lot. For me, it stands right up there with the original. Oh, nice. People ask like, "Well, which one was better? Did you like it better than the original, or was it not?" I kind of, I kind of put it on equal ground. Wow! I think they're both of strong equal. words. I think they're pretty equal with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, it does fall into that whole sequel trap where it's like, well, it's the sequel. We got to make it bigger. Do There's more of be, the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they kind of do a little bit of that. Um, but one of the things I've really got to give this movie is that. You could tell that Marvel let James Gunn still make his movie. Which is a relief. Um, I remember when Ant-Man was talked about. Uh, yeah, that was originally, speaking of Scott Pilgrim. Edgar Wright. Going to be an Edgar Wright film. Um, and uh, he parted ways. And they never really kind of publicly said why, to my understanding. But uh, I think it was that, you know, Edgar Wright has a, such a distinctive style. Yes. Like, you're not watching a Marvel movie. You're going to be watching an Edgar Wright movie. Uh-huh. And I don't think Mar- Marvel was really ready to uh, hand over the reins, as it were, at yeah. that point. So, which, which came out first, Guardians or Ant-Man? I think Guardians came out. Guardians came out first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we got Ant Man the year we didn't get. Was it the second Avengers movie? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Yeah, no, it's it's such it's a fun space adventure. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the things that the first movie really has going for it was nobody knew what the fuck the Guardians of the Galaxy were. That's true. It had nowhere to go but up. (laughs) 
it was it was a property that even me, like somebody who read the comics, I wasn't a big Guardians of the Galaxy fan when yeah. it came to the comics. I don't books. feel like anybody was. Like, no, I don't. It's kind of the same thing with Doctor Strange. Like nobody was a fucking Doctor Strange comic book fan, mm-hmm. uh, except for like the two people you know <laughs> that were right. And yeah. I'm not one of those two people. Um, and that's saying something because you uh, you know a lot of the deep yeah deep cuts. But but I was never a fan of those things. So. I was just as surprised as anybody else when Guardians of the Galaxy came out and how good it was. Um, but it, it's funny. It's kind of evidenced with, like, the way they did all the promotion and stuff for Guardians this time around. Uh-huh. There are parts of, like, Doritos commercials <laughs> oh, yeah. and Geico commercials. Uh, th- that little dancing Groot toy from the first, um, th- there's, like, several different companies that make their own variation of it because, I guess, it's Hasbro or whatever the toy company is, Mattel, um, that has deal with Marvel. Didn't think that that was going to be a thing, yeah. and so everybody kind of jumped on the opportunity. But you bet your ass they've uh, capitalized on it. This oh my time. god! They released There's the toys like a month baby before the movie. All over the fucking place. Are there? Uh, oh yeah. And so, uh, so no. This, I, I think I prefer the first one. That's not to say that the first one's better than the second. I just prefer the first one because you get your introduction to the characters. Origin stories are always fresh. Is is there... Well, I guess I'm going to answer my own question and say Spider-Man 2. I was going to ask if there was a a film that improved on its its origin story as far as superhero films go. Um, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 did a good job. I wasn't a huge fan of that first one. Um, I think that what do you mean improved on their origin as in no, like uh, from the comics to the movie meaning that like better? the film was better the sequel was better than their their origin story like none of the Iron Mans were better than the first one oh, right Ca- Captain America's uh, yeah Civil Captain War. America's movies yeah. keep getting better like Winter Soldier I think Winter Soldier is still a little bit better than Civil War yeah uh, but Captain America's Civil War and Winter Soldier I think are both better than the first one even though I think the first one's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Those movies just are great and then get better and better. Um, for right. me, the Iron Man movies went the other way. Yeah. Where it was like the Iron Man 1 was just phenomenal. Although I was watching that, watching that third one again recently, yeah, yeah. and uh, it, it's better upon second viewing when you can just kind of feel it. it it's <laughs> Just think of it as Die Hard 6. <laughs> Die just, Hard 6 sucks. He happens to, is there already a Die Hard 6? Yeah. Think of it as Die Hard 7, uh, except uh, John McClane has a, an Iron an Man Iron suit. Man suit. Yeah. Okay. That'd be awesome, actually. You know, we've talked about it a couple times now. Mm-hmm. The sequel that looks like it's going to be fantastic mm-hmm. is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah? Okay. Fantastic? I think, I think it looks like it's going to be really good, man. Uh, I, I hope like so. they're finally keying into... Because they gave Thor this really out there and like fun personality in the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. And they gave you some touches of it in the first Thor movie where he's like smashing his glass on the ground. He's like, another. Right, yeah. You know, but then they kind of tempered him yeah. in the second movie. He was always the straight man. Yeah. But then when you put him in the Avengers movies, he's that out there personality. So I think they're finally embracing it for this third movie. Like they're kind of making him a little bit of a, of a loose cannon. I just can't get over the image of Jeff Goldblum with that uh, glitter uh, lip liner. Like, whoa. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, they're they're going to be uh, <laughs> as guardians in this uh, Thor movie, right? No? Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's like such odd casting. I mean, I love him, but uh, I feel like he's going to take me out. A little stunt casting for my tastes. Joel, we're, we're getting to that point where every actor is a part of the MCU. Well, and now not just the MCU, but uh, Josh Brolin is uh, Cable, right? Is that what we heard in the next uh, Which Deadpool? is weird because he's also Thanos. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, and they announced a new X-Men movie. Oh, I heard about that. Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Yeah. I don't know if it's too little too late for Dark Phoenix. Um, like I don't even know where this lands in the timeline anymore. Well, like, are, is this they, another sequel to the they've, rebooted they've first class? They've retconned all that stuff right. with Days of Future Past. And then they went beyond it with Logan. So this obviously is going to take Someone place in the middle. before Logan does. But when? Like, are they? Is this going to be that X-Men... Cast from Days of... Not That's Days what I'm asking, cast, yeah. From Apocalypse? I, I, I can only assume, having yeah. not seen that film. So basically, now this one's going to take place in the 80s or, or again, oh, the 80s or 90s. I've lost track. <clears throat> I have too. And that's kind of the problem with the X-Men movies. Even though, like, the last few... I You know, Apocalypse was... I apologize for that movie quite a bit, and I probably shouldn't. But uh, it's, it's a fun superhero story. Mm-hmm. It's just not a great film. Uh, and I don't know how else to put it. Like, I don't feel like I wasted my well, time. Well, I'm going to run right out and rent it, Joe. It really, it really gets that my toes a-tapping. It really <laughs> pumps my nads. Uh, oh, my God. I'm sorry. I've got, like, this 
this cough. Um, I got bronchitis. Last week, the reason you guys got to hear the Mortal Kombat episode that we thought we'd be able to sit on yeah, for a couple Yeah, we got weeks, some explaining to do. I ended up getting the flu, and then my car broke down. Your, so your, it was, your daughter had pink eyes My well, daughter right? had pink eyes. Whole, your, your life was like a blues it song really was. for a couple was, of weeks. It's like, I got engaged, <laughs> and everything was awesome, <laughs> and then I got sick, <laughs> and my car broke down, <laughs> and a baby got pink eyes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So now I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of riding the last bit. Like, the flu went away. That's good. And now I've got Since this, I'm mere inches away from you, it turned into we're this, spitting at each other. We're at my, a dick's length away. <laughs> Who's? Not mine. Mine, because it's just an inch, <laughs> wow. an inch or two. What? Huh? Huh? Hmm? Okay. So it turned into a, a, a sinus infection. So I've got like this, oh, man. this cough, a little bit of shortness of breath. So sorry. Uh, and So uh, So what you're saying is I'm going to have to carry this episode? You're going to have to probably carry this episode <laughs> a little bit, and I might even have to leave and go get some more water here. That's all right. Uh, but... I appreciate it. Uh, no, uh, I think we're all caught. What, what's going on? Where, where's Jenna? Why is she not here? Jenna is uh, is far, far away. Dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far, far away. Jenna. <laughs> she went uh, went to Tampa. She's doing a little business for the next couple of days. So I'm, yeah. I'm uh, a rooster's running around in the head house or however that saying goes. <laughs> when the cat's away. That's right. Joe will order Chinese food. <laughs> it's delicious, too. That was awesome. She doesn't like the Monkey King Noodle Company. I got to... Uh, I got to I showed up a little bit early today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you were Sorry. still watching. You were still watching the movie, and uh, yes, but you gave me a great excuse to watch it in double time. Yeah, because I felt like uh, this film. I don't feel like I was losing much. I'm going to tell you what compressing time. Uh, I uh, I enjoyed watching it your way a lot more than I enjoyed <laughs> watching it mine. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. My name's Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other. And uh, invite you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, to take in on the discussion. Uh, just go to Facebook. Oh, my gosh. I'm about to cough. Go to Facebook in the search bar. Put in the Editing Bay. It's going to bring up a woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that link. And that's our Facebook page. That's where you can talk back to us. And you can give us some options and ideas for movies that we could talk about in oh the future. Oh, boy. But with this week being mm. May the 4th, <laughs> we decided, obviously, we got to do something that exists in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> And uh, I foolishly chose <laughs> Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure. Now, first of all, I refuse to refer to it by that title. I will heretofore refer to it as the Ewok Adventure, as no. it was originally billed nope. when it debuted on Thanksgiving 1984. Dude, Ryan, one of our listeners, uh, Ryan Jenkins, mm-hmm. completely fucking schooled me on this. Oh, yeah? Because like, I'm, I'm Mr. Purist, where I'm like, I don't call it A New Hope. It's just called Star, Star Wars. Wars. Thank you. My you. boss would get along. <clears throat> Um, but then he put in like the Ewok adventure on one of his, I was like, um, you mean caravan of courage? <laughs> and he's like, no, I mean an Ewok adventure. I'm like, no, I think you mean caravan of courage. Totally played and he that fucking, card. he fucking threw down the Wikipedia entry where oh. it's like originally aired as the Ewok adventure. Head and I was like, head. God damn, head wi- head. Wikipedia. Do you not remember my that? My only weakness. <laughs> Did you not, uh, <laughs> see it on no. that Thanksgiving? I saw it. No, I saw it. I just didn't remember the title of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did. I remember yeah. being super psyched for it. Of course, that was what, two years after the release of? Return of the Jedi? Yeah, yeah, two years after. And uh, obviously George Lucas learned from his holiday special faux pas <laughs> back in 1977. Yeah. Oh, my he God. He said it was a personal embarrassment <laughs> to him, and that's why he took over full control of release of not this Ewok movie, but the, uh, the but, aforementioned but sequel. So the Battle for Endor. Battle, for en- Battle of Endor? Battle for Endor. The, I thought it was the Battle for Endor. Well, I thought the end of Return of the Jedi was the Battle... The, that's the battle of, of Endor. Oh, geez, so we got bo- four. Because they, they were not fighting for ownership of Endor. Is there a battle to Endor and a battle on Endor? They were battling. You know what? Lando Calrissian mm-hmm. was battling to Endor with the Rebel fleet. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So there you go. We'll just subtitle every little chapter of Return of the Jedi. Start Return of the Jedi. You know what? When, one, one point four. <laughs> the battle to Endor. When you mentioned we were doing an Ewok movie, I was kind of hoping we'd do that one because battle I, to end all Endors. I recall one Endor to, to end rule them all. Or all. Um, I was kind of hoping you'd do that one because I remember liking that one a, a, a tad better than this one. I remember this one being well exactly what it turned out to be. You know why you walking. like that one better? Why is because that? Within the first five minutes. The Mace character gets murdered. Does he really? Yeah, he gets killed. Are you kidding me? Sindel's whole family gets fucking slaughtered. No, no. Except for her. Does she end up being like the the Rainmaker from Looper? She's, no. I never quite understood. 
No. What, what importance she held in this She's film. just the little girl. She is the, the avatar for the audience. But you, you recall, if you look at the poster, like the, the uh, what's that guy's name? Drew, Drew Struzan? Like Struzen. poster, um, it shows like a profile of her. Her head is the biggest. She's almost yeah. like Ray from Force Awakens. Wind blowing in the uh, in the se- in the yeah in no, the but and she but nobody was supposed to identify with her. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I don't Not know what to children. tell you, man. Uh, all I do know is that this fucking Caravan of Courage movie. Mm-hmm. When does this fucking take place? When does this it's, take place? It's between Empire and Return of is the it? Jedi. Yes, or is it? Is so. So this takes place before well, the rebels get to Endor. Yes, and Wicked is speaking English, <laughs> and there's fucking there there's stop motion dinosaurs in this movie, dude. The, the, it's amazing that the Ewoks would have naturally evolved on a planet like this because dude, there's danger everywhere. Like there's Every huge things place. with teeth that they're battling, and, and they're the top of the food chain. How is that on possible? This fucking planet, they can barely walk. They're like they're like weeble wobbles. They, they can barely ewalk. Remember weeble wobbles? Oh, nope. I see what you did there. <laughs> One of many walk references, I'm sure. So in Return of the Jedi, this is a forest moon. Like all you see are trees all over the place. They refer to it as the forest moon of Endor. Yeah. So like in this movie though, like the forest is about two blocks, mm-hmm. and then they go into a swamp, <laughs> and there's like a cavernous like canyon. Yeah. What, Quite a diverse uh, geography. <laughs> The, these two kids, Mace and Sindel, like uh, we haven't even started like with the story of this movie, where basically this family, this human family, crash lands on Endor. <laughs> human family, and they're found. Like okay, so the the parents go try to find supplies, come back, realize their kids are missing. Right. So then they get kidnapped by a fucking giant. Yes. There's a fucking giant in this movie. Well, man in a suit anyway. <clears throat> it looks like John Travolta from fucking Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> So, so they, they coming get, soon to an episode of the editing. Thing. They get abducted by this guy, and then like the kids come back and realize mommy and daddy are nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's when the Ewoks, you know, uh, there's the Ewok dad is looking for his kids. Yes, and he's hang gliding. And we find this out, Joe, because the entire film is narrated by by, by fucking. By Burl Ives. Burl fucking Ives. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer's Burl Ives. <laughs> Have a jolly, jolly Christmas. It was a long time ago. Yeah. In a galaxy inhabited by an enchanted forest planet. It, it, it even st- starts off, it sounds like the, the opening to Beauty and the Beast. It even kind of has a little twinkling piano, and he says something like, Yeah, in a long time ago where our story begins in on the forest moon of Endor. But they they really throw in the magic thing, like in the in the enchanted forests of Endor. What are they really? There was no enchantment. No, unless you mean by there, the fucking force. Why is there all this magic? Why is there like not even in just this movie? Oh, the second one. Oh, there really? Are magic characters. Yeah. All of a sudden, the Ewok. What's the guy's name? Gray. Gandalf. Lo- the gray. Low gray. Low gray. Um, has, That's what I call my pubes. Has this <laughs> my well, low gray? Well, we are getting older. Has this little uh, gem that when he rotates it really quickly, that's right. Yeah, it is. Uh It's a gem that has holograms Holograms. coming out of it. Yep, 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 yep. You were planning that joke, weren't you? I was. I was inceptioning (laughs) that joke. (laughs) But yeah, they're able to see. It's. It's uh, speaking of Beauty and the Beast. It's kind of like the um, show me my parents. You know, the mirror, the magic mirror. I'd like to see my father. Yeah, please, please. I love that moment. (laughs) That she asks, please. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she so, didn't do that in the live action version, did she? I don't think she, she did. Complained about that. Yeah, that entitled little bitch. I know, right? Suck it, fucking millennials. <clears throat> You're right. Ghost in the Shell was the best movie of this summer. Until it was the best, it just said it wasn't as bad as everybody made it out to be. Um, Check it out. All right, so so like the these kids are are befriended by Low Gray mm-hmm. and the Ewoks and stuff. Yep, nub. And somehow these fucking Ewoks mm-hmm. that if you remember Return of the Jedi. Like, they met the beautiful Princess Leia. Oh, yeah, exotic. And they found C-3PO and Chewbacca and right. Han and R2 and immediately want to eat them. <laughs> right. And she's even telling them, like, no, they're my friends. And they're like, eh, fuck you. Yeah. And, like, they We're continue still to try to cook a Jedi in Han Solo. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if, so, like, if what you're saying is true, that this takes place before Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. where where's Sindel? Where, like, where where is she? Where Where's... Wicket speaking English. Yeah. Like, he somehow a short-term he memory. Yeah, he doesn't speak English at all. Where, where the fuck is this? How long do Ewoks live? Are the Ewoks from another dimension? Is this like a another friend? dimension? Is another dimension? Another dimension? Another dimension? Another. Dimension. I know, like Wookies can live to be like hundreds of years old, right? Is it the same with Ewoks? 
Well, Ewoks probably fifty since they're about half. Since they're about half the size, yeah, that's how that works. Um, <laughs> no, so but but seriously, how do we reason this away? Why wouldn't Lucas just say this takes place after Return of the Jedi? Yeah, that's right. They've already been introduced to humans, so we don't have to go through that whole yeah uh, introduction again. Why why uh, play around with the timeline? I don't know. Yeah, because it's not like you can go back and change anything in Return of the Jedi. He's so to... fucking stupid, this old man. <laughs> He's so fucking you know, stupid. I was this a, movie's so fucking bad. I was having a conversation with somebody at work today talking about that, and he was kind of uh, defending uh, George Lucas's directorial style, and I kind of had to have a little chuckle because I, I do not agree with that assessment, especially if this is something, if this is him having complete control over complete production. Control. This was right before, this is the year before Howard the Duck uh, came out, and it shows. Wow. It, you know, it, it makes me wonder who stepped in and made Star Wars a good movie. It can't be George Lucas. No. That could not have been just George Lucas. Because if that was up to him, Star Wars probably would have sucked. It feels like a real team effort. Because he's so standoffish with actors, we know this, you know, the famous lines, you know, uh, what does he say? Faster and more intense, right? That was his directorial style. Faster yeah. and more intense. So uh, because there was so much going and that's on. That's why we got shit like, shut down all the garbage masters on detention level. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Oh, what's, there's a one line that uh, Luke says in, in uh, Empire when he's on Dagobah and he's about to take off and Yoda's trying to get him to stay. And he, he just rapid fire was like, they're my friends. I have to save them. I have to go. Like, it's just like. <laughs> and just, what about Han and Leia? Yeah, yeah. Everything is like high school production. <laughs> oh, there's even in Jedi. There's that. I feel, uh, what is it? What, give it? Give it. No. Um, fuck. No, he no. says He has that one line with Vader before he takes him to the Emperor. Uh <laughs> I feel the conflict within you. Let go of your hate. Yes, that's exactly right. You're right. <laughs> he's he's the anti Shatner. Where Shatner will add pauses. Yes, Mark Hamill removes them. <laughs> it's not Mark Hamill though. I think that's the way he's being directed because Mark Hamill's a fantastic voice actor. Yeah, and to be as good a voice actor as you are, like mm-hmm. to be that good, you have to have some great instincts. Absolutely, and um, it would uh, lend uh, some uh, uh, validity to what J.J. Uh, Abram- Abrams has supposedly said, which is he's uh, he's already talking like Oscar nom. Oh, really? Mark Hamill from episode eight. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's a little hype talk, maybe, I'm but so uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm so excited. In the year 2018. Um, mm. It's nice to talk about some good Star Wars stuff, especially after watching this piece of Wow, garbage. yep. I need a palate cleanser. <laughs> I may have to uh, pop on Force Awakens afterwards for these, the umpteenth time. These two kids are the worst child actors. Yeah, he really does have a knack for that, for finding absolute <laughs> zero yeah. talent and wooden... Uh, looking in front of the camera. Like, does he feel like whining is, like, endearing? Like, oh, he's a cute kid. He's going to whine. He did kind of find a, a Mark Hamill type for, yeah, for that older brother, Mace, didn't it, he? It was like... Any relation to Windu, by the way? <laughs> Another Mace? I hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like in in searching for someone to play this character, he was like, okay, let's take that part where Mark was so annoying looking for... You know, power converter, yeah. talking station, <laughs> and let's find a kid who can embody that for a whole hour and a half. Yeah, and that's what they did. This kid was horrible. Not only was he a horrible actor, but just the way these characters were written is just the fucking worst. It's so bad. This movie it should not have been more than like twenty, thirty minutes long. No, it should have just been the kids find the Ewoks find the kids. Mm-hmm. The kids explain our parents are gone. They go save the parents. Instead, it's filled with so much fucking filler. It, yes, where like this. This obviously was written for TV, and people were writing for the commercial breaks. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, we yeah. have to have this long, and then it goes into commercial And it was break. originally going to be like a 60-minute movie, and then they, or, you know, an hour-long block, and then they extended it because of the popularity, because Star Wars. Uh, so all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, I got I to gotta double the content here, but we already kind of have a middle, beginning, and end. Well, let's just drop in these little uh, interstitials. So what we'll do, we'll make Sindel sick. Yes. She has to be sick, and they have to find her a cure. Mm-hmm. But they find it in two minutes. Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> great. But Solve not, that one. Not before uh, Mace gets his hand stuck in a fucking man-eating tree. Why would you do that? I don't know. It's, one, it's terrifying for kids. Like, yes. Like, what the fuck? Because you have no <laughs> idea what's on the inside. He sees this cute little furry thing that he wants yeah. to pet. And then and and then he goes for it. And like, but but it, this movie, like the whole second act of this movie, is just a series of Mace doing stupid shit. Yes, and like giving the Ewoks attitude. Like, I don't want that. I want to do this. I want to <laughs> right. be able. To, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm we need man. more medicine. And then like, they leave him to his own devices, and he gets fucked up, and he has to get help. Mm-hmm. He needs their help. It's about him getting fucking stuck in stupid <laughs> situations. And he's he's forever the cat getting stuck in the tree. Yeah, he doesn't learn anything. He touches water, and he ends up underwater, which oh my is God. terrifying. You want to talk about another yeah horrifying scene? They should have just had a scene where he starts like 
burning to death. <laughs> right, then you would have covered the gamut. All of the elements. Getting eaten by a tree. against him. Drowning and, get, and burning to death at the same time. Yeah, it's like the Wizard of Oz. It just feels like... It feels like these kids are fish out of water. Like, this... The, the way that the movie looks, the yeah. way that it plays out, it plays out like one of those 80s, 90s movies about kids who end up in another land. And, and I mean, that's pretty much what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's, that's uh, all they have to offer. Yeah, and it's... That, your favorite Ewok, Wicked. It's so empty. Is he my favorite Ewok? Well, <laughs> who is your favorite Ewok? Low Gray? Uh, I, don't, I don't... Is there one? I like the little baby I think Ewok. my favorite Ewok is the one in Return of the Jedi. Oh, no. At one point... When don't the, say it. When they're all... They're all celebrating, and then there's the one Ewok with like the gun belts on, and he's like, "Woo!" Yeah, <laughs> just like that guy. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the one who died there for a second. <laughs> oh, but even in Jedi, like they managed to make that touching, like, and then they tried to go back to that well in this movie. I was surprised that they did that, especially for like a, a Thanksgiving holiday. It's supposed to be like a fun Star Wars romp, and there's some all of a sudden we've got kids drowning. Yeah, we've got uh, giant monsters, terrifying monsters. That whole scene before that. Uh, commercial break that you were talking about uh-huh. where they're stuck inside the tree and the claw is coming in and it's ever claw that's horrifying they're yeah. just like screaming for 90 seconds uh-huh. um yeah I, I i think that's why this film had an impression on me when i saw it because i didn't like it I, I knew even at that young tender age i did too that it was crap i did i did too i just didn't remember it stuck with me now in my 40s it had been a while since i'd seen it. i'm like it's not it wasn't that bad was it was yeah. it that bad? Oh, no, it's fucking horrible. It's a made-for-TV movie. It has that feel. Here's the thing, guys. Hmm. As much as we diss on the fucking holiday special, at least it had fucking stars from Star Wars in yeah. it. Yeah. This could have... B. Arthur. You know that... <laughs> uh, Harvey Corman. The owner of the cantina. That's right. This. Uh, no, but seriously, you had Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford... Mark Hamill, they all show up in that fucking movie. You pointed out before we started recording, had that kick-ass Boba Fett animation. Yeah. This movie could have at least had, like, let it take place after Jedi, so you can at least have a a reason for maybe fucking Mark Hamill to be in it. Dude, that'd be great, right? He shows up, and he's like, are you guys okay? Like, he (laughs) saves them at the end. Are you okay? I was coming to check on my friend's wicket and his Aww, family. That would have been great. Like, something like that. Who wouldn't that? want to see that around the right? Thanksgiving dinner table? That, there's Luke or there's Leia. And it's like, well, guys, be careful. <laughs> and may the force be with you. Right. Yep. And like R2. And Wicket comes up and like hugs R2D2. Oh, they have a reunion. Yes. How great is that? I want to see that. How much could that how much more money could that have cost to add to their budget for this? Did you even like the Ewoks at this point? I think I did. I think the Ewoks were okay. I'm not, I'm not as offended by the Ewoks right. as a lot of Star Wars fans are. Are you now that you're older and kind of can can take in uh, these these films as an adult and maybe realize <laughs> realize them? Like I'm trying to talk you into it, but I I I used to love the Ewoks. I'm pretty sure I had a, a Wicket toy. Uh, but you you have one still. I, in your just, living room. Yes, you I do, Funko don't Pop. I? I got the Funko Pop. That's right. Um, but, so where uh, are we going? That's what are you about to say? No, I'm just saying I, I had to come to a, a, a reckoning that uh, the Ewoks maybe tonally were something that were introduced late into the Star Wars films that uh, some people did not appreciate, especially coming from Empire. Well, it's, no, I think you're right, and everybody knows it was supposed to be Wookiees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they decided to do Ewoks. Everyone knows <laughs> it's Wookiees. I think that it was... Oh. It was probably financially wiser for them to do that. Didn't cost as much because the suits <laughs> half were the cost half as much by your <laughs> estimation. Yes, yeah, but uh, but no, seriously. When you get a big movie franchise like mm-hmm. this, this isn't you know even the Matrix they made marketable. So you think about this, you know, like it's Star Wars. There's aliens. There's got to be something cute you can create and make a toy out of. And so it was the Ewoks. And even even now, I don't mind it so much. I don't mind the Ewoks. Yeah, I don't either. <clears throat> They're kind of fun. I don't think I ever loved the Ewoks. No, no. Uh, I was but, always more interested in the the B and C or A and B, I guess, stories that were going yeah. on uh-huh. at that during that third act. I think the thing that really fascinated me most mm. about Star Wars and Return of the Jedi specifically was like. How they were able to take the cantina scene from the first Star Wars and really expand on it with mm-hmm. the Jabba's Palace stuff. Oh, yeah. Those were the aliens I was really interested in seeing. Like, those were some complex designs yeah. and, like, in, endearing characters. I remember that being my favorite part, too, as a child. <laughs> and the as way a that, youngling. And the way that Marquand uh, used shadows 
to make those costumes and practical effects look even better. Exactly. Don't uh, shine a light on it, Howard right. the Duck. And that's kind of what they did in Jedi, where they took all these teddy bears yeah, we're and had have them a, running around the fucking in, force. In stark daylight. <clears throat> yep. Um, but again, I don't mind. I don't, I do, I don't mind. I don't people, mind the sun sometimes. People get, people get upset about the, oh my God, the Ewoks are blinking now. Fuck that. Those aren't changes I mind. I so didn't much. even realize that they did that. I read about that today. Yeah. Was, that, was that controversial? It was with some fans. Like they was up Why, there they with wanted like them to not Greedo like, shot first kind of oh, shit. Please, like, they're that's... just adding a little bit of realism yeah. to it. That's I don't. Fine. I don't mind. that. It seems like a waste of money. Right. Like uh, changing all of the uh, rifles to walkie talkies, talkies from ET, ET and then changing and it back. Insulting. Did they finally change it oh, back? Yeah. yeah, they changed it uh, back. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because Spielberg apologized for that. Didn't yeah, they? Spielberg was like, "Fuck it." You know, it was the time. I think J.J. Abrams probably got in his ear and went, you know, that was kind of a stupid thing to do. Yeah. That was cool. That was the time. You go, J.J. That was what we lived in. Um, Where was I? Mm. Oh, no. I just just thinking about, like, what a missed opportunity, though, to to not, if you're going to try to capitalize on your franchise, Mm -hmm. capitalize on your franchise. (laughs) Your franchise is your characters that you built over the course of three films. Yeah. Not these Ewoks that showed up in the last Well, movie. this is cheap to make. It's fast. You don't have to get in any uh, negotiations with people who've already been in three. You know, that's, that's not a cheap thing to do. If you can get all those people together and you can afford it again, you're going to make another film. You're not going to waste it all on a, on a holiday special. So what do you do when you have no budget uh, and you have these new beloved characters that everybody loves from the latest Star Wars film? Uh, yeah, and and you're trying to make something that's uh, that's family friendly. Although it. I would argue, yeah, you you, you patented it, you, you packaged sell it, it, and you slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and you this. sold it, you sold it. Well, I have a hard time believing that you were so fucking caught up, George Lucas, in the story of the Ewoks, right? That you couldn't just. Or fucking I just felt like just that there, this. there were so many things so that much, needed to be told. So much integrity to the Ewok story. Delve deeper into the Ewok. About <clears throat> my George yeah, Lucas always turns into Kermit the Frog. You're right, George. We did not delve deep enough into the Ewok world, like you know. They're chickens and horses yeah. and goats. Owls, too. Why do they have earth animals All on Endor? All of the earth animals. It's quite a coincidence that uh, this this planet has such diverse evolution going on. But then giant fake spiders. Yeah. They have to face Oh, my king. God. That was really embarrassing. That's the... Uh, so, and yeah. I, and I read there's... that it's the same special effects house... That did all the effects for the Star Wars movies. Oh sure, yeah. You just you slash their budget in a quarter. You decimate it, and then uh, you, I mean, seriously, give them two they months have to do it. Anything in the warehouse, like <laughs> props from the fucking warehouse, and like Lucas was like, "Well, I own these. We can use this. Let's I think use." Everybody these was models. bringing their bringing their B game to that production. I guess so. That's a paycheck. <laughs> uh, what other notes do you have for this? Uh, what other notes do I have? Yeah, that kid is awful. The young one isn't as well. well she's They're pr- both she's bad. pretty bad, but at least she only has like five lines that she ever says in the entire she, film. She says them all the same way. Yes. It's my brother. <laughs> I love that scene when uh, Leave him alone. They're looking into the uh the the, the, di- the gem in the hologram, the yeah. hologram and the gem, and they're seeing their parents, it's mom, it's dad. And then you see the monster and the brother goes, It looks like a monster or something real big. <laughs> it delivers it just that. Was that like a poor direction? Uh, like, it, who directed It's a failure this? on all levels. Well, it wasn't so, Lucas. Lucas didn't direct it. No, so the guy's name, you're not going to know it. Nobody's going to know it. What was his name? John Cordy. And, um, yeah, it looks like he's just done, uh, let's see, you know, he directed some TV here. He's still around as of 2009. Are you seeing anything, though, that John... No. Mrs. Scrooge. Ms. Scrooge. Children, Children of the Mist. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, this smacks Deadly of, matrimony. This this is George Lucas directing this. He just needed somebody to, to yell action. A right? son's promise. But he's calling all the shots. Winnie. In the back. Winnie? Not Winnie. Cooper? The Pooh? Baby girl Scott. Yeah, these are all... Wow, I haven't heard of any of the shit that <laughs> We just went done. through a list of... Well, that's what <clears throat> I'm saying. He's a he's a gun for hire, right? So look at that monster. Yeah. Not, oh, no, it looked like David Lopan. Nothing imp- impressive. <laughs> This Nothing impressive visually in this film. Joel, there's no motivation. Like, we don't know what this monster is. We don't know why it stole their parents. We Like, there's no... there, There's no villain. There's no antagonist, really, to this entire movie. And also, like... Yeah. The antagonist is their stupid decisions <laughs> until we get to the third act of this movie. And I'm unclear as to how intelligent that monster is. Um, is he really just, like, a big dumb... Is he, like, the... The, like from the, the beginning giant of Empire, the beanstalk. Oh. Well, well, I was going to say the, uh, the the ice creature from the beginning yeah, of uh, the Wampa. Called the Wampa. Thank you very much. Uh, where he's just out for for feed uh, because he's got a pretty intricate like cage that he's fashioned out of some sticks and rope. So he's he's got some some crafting skills at least, unless somebody else made that for him. Yeah, uh, but maybe I'm thinking too much into it. 
No, I don't think we. I think we're thinking we're not thinking enough. The fucking people who <laughs> nobody made this movie thought did that much. Not think enough about this yep. fucking movie and what was supposed to be going into it. We don't. We don't need it unless you're going to do something right. Yeah, like you know? Burl Ives narrating. I will. Why is Burl, Burl Ives <laughs> narrating this? And, and just the fact that it's narrated. We always say, you know, that's a bad sign when you can't show. You have to tell. But then also, it it comes off like a National Geographic special. Yeah. Like like it's like something you'd see on the Discovery Channel. Right. The Ewok gets in his glider to find its son. Deej. Deej <laughs> is looking for his sons, Weed and Whittle. And he finds them, but there's a flashing light on the ground. <laughs> exactly. Like, who goes and searches for his children with a fucking <laughs> hang glider? And that guy, that thing's got some lift on it, too, because he fucking flies forever and never seems to descend. Like, he's yeah. just going in circles interminably. So. Maybe they're not so dumb after all those Ewoks, huh? No, they're pretty dumb. It took down the Empire. They're pretty fucking dumb. It took down an army that had laser blasters. Yeah, but they had help. Uh, all right, so I think we're in agreement here. Yes, that this movie sucks. I think all of humanity is. This movie's horrible. All Star Wars fans. But if you're going to do something like this, mm-hmm. take what at least works about your franchise, the thing that has been the recipe for success with your franchise, mm-hmm. and try to inject some of that in it, like lightsabers. I was just going to say spaceships. No talk of the force. The it's force called Star Wars. It's, They've taken basically. They're like, okay, we want to do a Star Wars movie, but let's take everything that's cool about Star Wars, all the Wars, stuff you liked from the films, you like, and we're taking it out. Mm-hmm. And now here you go. It's a movie about the fucking Ewoks. Yep, nub. I do have to admit, uh, it was nice that the uh, the Wicket theme made a made a recurrence. And so, but did that save the movie for you? No, I'm just saying. Uh, for the first half of the movie, you've got kind of like this faux John Williams, like he he was. Whoever was doing the score was like clearly like dancing around some of the themes without actually uh, like, violating copyright. There's got to be a way we can use some Star Wars music. Nope. No. Uh, but they did get the rights to the Wicked theme in there. It's it's a shame they couldn't get the rights to fucking Billy D. Williams in there. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. You I, show up in your somebody, Ewok movie. Yeah. Wedge Antilles. Hey, guys. Remember somebody, me. Hey. I was in the area and I saw something <laughs> on my scopes. I saw a ship crash down. <laughs> I thought I was... Uh, we were waiting for a shipment from the Tawani family. <laughs> yeah, it could have been that guy. So I thought I'd come on down and see what was going on. Mm. Oh, wicked. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen you in a minute, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. Just anything. Anything would have improved on this movie. Uh-huh. And just to be able to see like a, a character, a, an actor, someone from the franchise that we recognize, yeah. that would have made, I think, a whole lot of difference. Yeah, not wicked. Not wicked. Mm. And then also give us a reason. Why is this Why is this monster abducting yes. the family? Nothing is of any to, consequence. We need to cut back to them once in a while. Yeah, I kind of forgot about them. Kind of get an update. Because like I said while we were watching it, I'm like, this, this movie kind of, it, it doesn't know what its fucking A plot is. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a big problem with it. Where you you don't know what your main focus is, and then it turns into a we've got to get the this medicine for Sindel. We got it. We've got to go get these these tools and give them to find the, the mm-hmm. lost Ewoks that are supposed to come with us. All right, now we've got to fight this giant spider. Now we've got to get Mace out of the the water. Yeah. We've got to get him out of a tree. We've got to find out how to break the the, the rock. We got to save the parents. We got to get the, the fuck off that planet, like, man. Seriously, and or the forest moon of horrors. And it's it's disappointing. It's disappointing to know that there's something with such a rich history like Star Wars, yeah. even with three movies at the time. Well, you'll be happy to know that uh, this is not is no longer canon. Uh, when when they did that whole reshuffle when Disney bought Lucasfilm and uh, it, it got put into the non-canon category, so nice. uh, we can pretend like Lucasfilm does that uh, they no longer exist. But the fact of the matter is, they do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there was you could have done it better. Uh, do you have any other notes on this? I have no other notes. I don't either. So with that, let's talk about let's talk about what did uh, the an Ewok adventure, <laughs> Caravan of Courage. What did it do right? Uh, you know, I mentioned the music a second ago. The music doesn't do a half bad job of uh, kind of evoking that feel of uh, Star Wars. You know, obviously there's only one John Williams, uh, but the guy they got, especially on a budget, especially for made for TV and uh, for two hours of content or ninety minutes, as it were, um, the the score is not bad. It could have been. This was 84, so this could have been fucking John Carpenter's synthesizers, you know what I'm saying? So at least they stuck with the orchestra. Uh, and like I said, we got uh, to hear that wicked theme one more time. How dare you invoke John Carpenter's How name when he? talking about this movie? What? Because this is such <laughs> shit. You know, I asked the question, what did this movie do right? Mm-hmm. 
and I am having a hard yeah. fucking time. That's, that's why I had I'm to go to the music. Such a fucking hard time, and honestly, I can't go to the music for this movie, mm. uh, dude. Like, this is one of the greatest offenses that <laughs> you seriously are. that, that a filmmaker can make, especially when you've got a great head start with a good franchise. Yeah, you've done everything wrong. You've done everything wrong. You've got a limp fucking story, barely a story. It's being, it's barely held together. Right. It's it's not cohesive in the slightest. You've got horrible actors mm-hmm. playing horrible characters. Kids are bad. None of these characters are the ones that we like or recognize mm-hmm. or remember mm-hmm. or want to oh, see. But, but look, he's dressed as Mark yeah. Hamill. He's dressed as Luke Skywalker. He's got the orange and the yellow, the the beige vest. Right. That's, that's great. He's horrible. Yeah. There's nothing redeeming about this movie other than the fact mm-hmm. that it pays off in the first five minutes of the next movie, Battle for Endor, when fucking Mace gets murdered. <laughs> when Sindel's <laughs> entire family gets murdered. How does this happen? In the first, like this, this, this warlord, mm-hmm. which leads me like there are castles and magic in the second movie. Oh, like, also on Endor? Yes. What the also fuck? on Endor, exactly. But but we're not at that point. We haven't watched that movie. Yet. Let's just pretend yes. that we haven't watched it. Oh, oh we're, Jesus. we're probably going to. Oh man. Uh, but but that's the only thing. That's the only positive that I can draw from this, Joel. That it's so satisfying after watching this movie to see this young girl's family <laughs> get slaughtered. fucking slaughtered at the very. You're like, thank God, they at least got one of those kids out of the way. Oh, that sucks. Well, it really makes the whole first movie inconsequential, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, since I've cheated <laughs> my way right. out of what it did right, what did Caravan of Courage do wrong? It's exactly what you're talking about. There's no, um, there, there are no, like, what, are, what is the, besides reuniting the parents with their children, what's, what's going on here? It's a, it's a series of unfortunate events. What's going on here? <laughs> it's from Legends of the Vault. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, what I thought that this movie did wrong, and it's kind of the same as what you said, but what I want to add to it is, it, it creates the greatest offense when making a film is that no character goes through any kind of an arc. Yeah. Like there's no defining characteristic of any of these main characters that we're following. Mm-hmm. And because of that, none of them actually go through a change. There's no reason for us to invest our our emotion or time yeah. into what it is that they do. Because at the end, what they achieve it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's not like we don't feel like we've gained something from it. I love how when they're rescuing their parents too, that are hanging in this cage. That the big plan is to is to climb up there with them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they have this rope, but just it's, throw but the fucking rope. First, up. they're gonna climb up, and then we're all gonna climb down. But like everybody's like the, the Ewoks are climbing up too. E- yeah, Wicked's climbing up. Yeah, they, like, they all like two Ewoks how fucking could they, climb up. How could they possibly help up there at all? Right. Other than it's to not like the just Ewoks be are gonna fucking lift you and like no. help you up, and then they're they all end up climbing there. down. Yeah. Down the same rope, and then one of them dies. They, yeah. they, they uh, try to they try to up you at the life. end of this, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you feel bad now, don't you? And I'm like, no, I don't feel bad because he's a fucking stupid Ewok. Yeah, that's right. He should have got out when everybody else did. That's right. It wasn't necessary. It's so fucking. The little bad. fairy was flying around and killed. The, I, I killed can't the Gorax. even believe we didn't talk about that fucking the Lorax. <laughs> There's lots the of Gorax. Stuff. I said Gorax. Oh, I thought you said the Lorax. <laughs> Might as well be. He was saving the trees. That's my recast, actually. Yeah, the, the Lorax the, the, is playing the Gorax. The, Gorax. And the fucking the firefly. Like there's a scene where they're all being bombarded by like little firefly guys yeah. or whatever, and like everyone's like, oh. Oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> like, the worst fucking acting against, like, green screens and nothing. Uh, like, it's the fucking worst. But then, like, yeah, all the fireflies get drawn to a flame where they all die. But then that one fairy's still alive and just hanging out in Mace's pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. Who may or may not play a part in the uh, the crucial climax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and guess what? Mm. She does. Oh, and she does. So fucking stupid. Like, I, I really felt, I felt like by the end oh. of it, I was so oh. upset. And I'm one of those guys like I like having I like having my Star Wars movies. I like having some of that nostalgia. Even like like I said, the holiday special, as bad as it is, yeah. there's something about it that's to be enjoyed. I kind of uh, I almost watched it again this past year, <laughs> just for like shits and giggles. This has nothing. This has nothing. Nope. Nothing even remotely redeemable about. Well, I can't think of a better way to celebrate May the Fourth than uh, <laughs> than watching this piece of shit. This. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, how will you be celebrating May the Fourth? By the way, uh, I've got to get ready for some stuff for work. Like we've got a couple uh, of concerts and stuff. Oh, nice Star Wars so, concert. Uh, no. No. Oh. 
No. That sucks. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'll be celebrating by watching Guardians of the Galaxy, which you've already seen. It's. I can't wait to find out what you think about it. Mm. Um, what if I hate it? Uh, well, then you well, if I'm like, anybody who likes this you'd movie be like, is stupid. I think stupid. Ghost I don't in the Shell friend. is way better than this. <laughs> rather see it again. Uh, all right. So if we were going to remake Caravan of Courage and Ewok Ooh. Adventure, how would we do that? I recast three people. I did the exact same. All right. Because so who cares? Started, like, we don't see the parents long enough to care about. No. Yeah. I started with the Gorax, and yeah. I'm not about to recast a bunch of fucking Ewoks. No, me neither. Uh, Kevin Hart, They're as all, all of them. <laughs> um, I'm going to go uh, Chris Tucker. There we go. Yep, dub. Dub, 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 Beep, beep, beep. Nobody understands the words coming out of your mouth. Uh, all right, the Gorax. Uh, I cast Peter Mayhew. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by that, you mean you cast him in all of these scenes <laughs> where he is sitting? Where he has to sit. And then we'll and just then get the younger, somebody else taller guy. We'll do the stuff that where he has to move around. I like that idea. And fall. I went with the rock. I think we uh, we just do some slow motion animation, some some creative uh, lighting, make him appear. That's pretty good, man. I Twenty watched, times his normal size. I watched Moana this weekend. How is that? It's so good. That's what I heard. We were having a conversation about Pixar versus Disney animation and how Disney animation's taken over in the last few over. years. Here's They're the really about, firing on all cylinders. Here's the thing about Disney, though. Mm-hmm. It's very formulaic. Yes, very, there's there's the princess yes, who has a course. weird animal, mm-hmm. and it goes on. You know, there's something about her that's different, yep. and she needs to break against the, away from the mold. There's a place for that, but it's really good. Yeah. The way that they tell the story is fantastic. What I love, uh, and it's something that they established in Frozen. I think they established it in Frozen, mm-hmm. and they do it in this one as well. Is that there's no love interest. Oh There's yes, no. Romantic. It doesn't have to be. It does, and and they prove it. Like it doesn't. There doesn't have to be. It could just be her own journey. And I, I did in that respect. I kind of liked Moana more than Frozen. No, interesting. Because I felt like Moana was a little bit deeper of a film. Hmm. I also thought that the music was really great. Like, yeah, I can't remember who did the music for that, but I think they won some Oscars. Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, there you go. Yes, yeah. exactly. I knew it was somebody famous. Uh, and then yeah, I think it won Best Picture this year. Oh, actually, I think it's Utopia won. Yeah, it's, although I, I hear Zootopia this is better. Got best, got best animated. But, I mean, same same uh, company. That's also a Disney animation. Uh, yeah. So so you did the Rock. I did the rock is the Gorax. All right, so Mace Tawani, mm-hmm. the the little boy, the little annoying kid. Who do you have? Uh, you probably won't know this kid by name. I didn't until recently. I've been watching a show. I think I mentioned earlier uh, on Netflix. Well, Thirteen Reasons Why. Uh, Give me one reason to stay here. <laughs> a little bit of controversy about that one because it's about the girl suicide and it was based on a young adult novel. And they're saying it glorifies or glamorizes suicide. I do not think that's true. Having seen half the uh, the series, which is really really good, but the the main character, the lead. Um, this kid plays Clay. Uh, his name Dylan Minette, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, really good actor, man. And uh, had I known of him before, he's one of these kids who I would uh, cast as a young Anakin. That's perhaps. good. Anakin! He's kind of dark and brooding. I, uh, I cast Charlie Heaton. Hmm, how would I know him? From Stranger Things. He oh. plays Jonathan Byers. Oh, oh yay! Yeah. Oh, nice. I think, I think he, I would, like him. he might be a little old for the character. Because he's uh, definitely like in his teens. Well, my little girl's a little old, too. <laughs> Uh, well, then let's get to it. Sindel Tawani, the mm-hmm. little girl. I cast McKenna Grace, who plays opposite uh, Chris Evans in the new Gifted movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, great idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know who I want to do? I'm, I'm changing in the last minute. What little girl do you want to do? I want to do the... Oh, shut up. Oh, my God. That's I'm gross. doing the... Uh, I'm recasting uh, the little girl from Logan. Oh, that's great. How about yeah. her in that role? She's so funny. At least right? she would have some gravitas. You'd think there's actually something to her other than that uh, she wears sweatbands. <laughs> she looks like she should be aerobicizing. She looks like the daughter of a backup dinger, a singer for uh, backup Prince. Ding- backup dingers. Circa 1985. Uh, dude, mm. I got tickets to that uh, Logan Noir. Oh, the, the, the black and the white. Black and white. I heard yeah, about that. I'm super excited about it. I had no idea that. Well, you'd mentioned that they uh, at one point were thinking about uh, releasing it that way. Yeah. Right? yeah. I just don't know how I'm going to pull this off. I don't have a car. How am oh. I going to see this fucking movie? <laughs> Uber, buddy. But, uh, it's know. 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that how much it costs? 2017. No, I'm just. <laughs> Flat rate, they'll Flat take you rate. anywhere. Twenty seventy. How does Alaska? Uber work for anyone? Yeah, I mean, I totally know how it works, but for anyone <laughs> yeah. who's listening who doesn't know how Hashtag Uber works, asking for a friend. 
Um, no, dude, you just—it's uh, an app that you download and you, you put your credit card in, right? How, how much does it cost? And then it, just, it depends on how far you're going and how quick, tra- like you know, during rush hour, it costs a little bit more. They have something called surge pricing, but uh, you know, at about ten o'clock on a weekday, sir, probably get home for uh, less than ten dollars. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I could probably. It's pretty easy, that. dude. You that's can. Nice. You have the iPhone. You have the internets. I do. You can do it. That's cool. Um, all right. So <laughs> <laughs> to learn more about uh, how to use Uber, <laughs> visit us on our website at uh, editingbay.com. Uh, my director for this would be Peter. Jackson. Oh, interesting. Because there's a whole lot of like, uh, you know, Fellowship of the Ring action going on in this movie mm. when they would like head off on the road before some stupid thing happened that they had to rescue each it other. It did have a very you even you even uh, joked when they're climbing into the uh, the mines. What it looks like anyway? Yes. They're going underground. You're like a mine, a mine, and they call it a mine. They brought a cave troll. Huh. Um, well, I went with. Um, J.J. Uh, Abrams, the aforementioned. Since we're, if we're, uh, he's he's really good at rebooting Star Wars. Yes. Uh, as and we've working seen. with kids. And working with kids, dude. He is one of these days on the podcast. I don't know. Maybe we won't. Do you like Super Eight? I like Super Eight. Okay, then we probably won't because that'll just be a, a love fest. But yeah. uh, I have. Uh, there's a lot of really good stuff going on in that film. Mm-hmm. Not a perfect film, but uh, worth a no, watch. No, but it was, it's it's actually one of those movies that like the first time I watched, it, I was like, eh, yeah, I like it, but eh. and like upon subsequent viewing, it's great. Like, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Like the, he's really captured the spirit. Like Very this strong. is fantastic. Yep. Uh, all right, guys. If you have any thoughts about Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure, uh, you can let us know about it. Just go to Facebook in the search bar, put in the editing bay, and click on that link of the woman with the bleeding eyes. That is us, and that's where you can talk back to us. Let us know what you think about a recasting. If there's anything that we missed out on talking about with this movie. Um, we probably won't engage you in that conversation because <laughs> I'm fucking done with this movie. Well, good. I'm so done with that. I'm so upset. I walked into this house and you were watching it and I was like, Joel, man, <laughs> I am so fucking sorry. I am so sorry I made you watch this. That's okay. Uh, it's, it's bad. It, and I it know that's confirmed kind of, our memories. Yeah. I know that's kind of the mission statement for this podcast, yeah. but sometimes there are things that you watch and it pisses you off so much. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, like, how did you... No holds barred. How did you fuck this up? No holds barred? I could see how you fuck that up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Hulk Hogan. I hate it when you're scared <laughs> or hurt. <laughs> Thanks, Hulk. Dynamic. Fucking, and the Oscar goes to... Captain Charisma. <laughs> but, but how do you fuck this up? This money machine mm. that is Star Wars, all you had to do is have one familiar fucking face show yeah. up and be like, hey, uh, I forgot I left my transistor here and... Are you guys okay? <laughs> what? Well, show me where they went. Right. You know, and then like, here's Lando at the end. He shoots the thing. That's it. And everyone's like, yay. All right. This is canon. Lando shot a fucking giant. Come on, guys. Come with me. I got some Colt 45 <laughs> for you. His spaceship is like shaped like a giant fucking afro. I want a little Bernie Mac there at the end of my... Uh... You did. <laughs> we got to have some Colt 45. <laughs> Love that muscle. You want some milk and cookies? <laughs> So, um, <laughs> holy shit. What are we going to do next week? Well, we're going to do next week what we were supposed to do last week, which was uh, the aforementioned uh, Avatar. This was another one of your picks. Uh, actually, I think it was a listener pick, uh, but you picked it as yeah. uh, as the next episode. We had to put it on a hold That's right. uh, while we dealt with life I and talked with, about Mortal Kombat. Well, I dealt with the f- Mortal Kombat. But, of course, you already knew what the lineup was going to be. If you were following us on Twitter, which is at The Editing Bay. Don't forget about the double E's there, The Editing Bay. If you follow us on Twitter, you're always going to know what films we're going to be reviewing first because I announced them there first. And in fact, if you're following now, you saw the little, uh, I snapped a photo, Joe, earlier when I was watching it. That's a little close-up of Wicket there. Oh, God. Prepping for the episode. Oh, my God. Uh, so that's editingbay.com. And, uh, oh, that's at the editing bay, which is Twitter. And also our website is at the editingbay.com. If you ever need to know uh, where our links to our social media networks are, past episodes, or if you want to just buy a t-shirt to support the show, you will find it all on editingbay.com. Kick ass. Um, if you get us on your Apple device, we would love it if you gave us a rating and a review. Uh, the podcasting app, just go ahead and open that up. And then put the editing bay in the search bar or just Next Wave Radio. That'll bring us up too. Uh, tap on our logo and then you can leave us a five-star rating and review. Let us know what you think about the show. And then after that, recommend us to a friend. Yeah. You know, if, you've got a, if you've got an Android device and you're like, I don't have a podcasting app, motherfucker. How do I find you? Use the Podcast Addict or Podcast Republic apps. You can use those to search the iTunes library and you could subscribe to us that way. Mm. All right, I'm going to get out of here because man, I am coughing up a storm. <laughs> okay. I'm still not 100% and I feel like I feel like I've rushed through this episode anyway well, just so that way I don't lose my voice. You're quite a trooper. I appreciate you. I'm uh, a storm trooper. Playing with pain. 
Wow. That's, a, that's, that's, an, ex- that's an expression. It sounds sexy. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, we'll catch you next week for Avatar. Jeff, thank you very much. Yeah. Joel, always a pleasure. Thank Pleasure's you, all mine. We'll catch you guys next week. May the 4th be with you. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.